When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. And a happy Easter to you. And to you. How was it? Weird this year, right? It, yeah, I mean, different. We usually get together and it always falls on, or it falls around my, my brother and sister's birthday usually, um, which was Saturday this year. So kind of strange because we usually do an all-in-one Easter celebration. We do the egg um, competition, like the egg cracking competition every year. First year going without it, which was super strange uh, and not getting together with the whole family. But we did get to see each other in a way. Um, my family and I did a drive-by happy birthday to um, my brother and my sister, Normally uh, strongly discouraged by police. No drive-bys. No, Usually a drive-by, not okay. In this case, uh, okay, fine. Um, we wanted to at least be able to say happy birthday in person in a way. So even though it was from you know the road to their front door, basically, uh, we did that. We did a little social distance, physical distance, happy birthday thing. And then my family, um, we had turkey yesterday and did a whole th- uh, meal, Easter meal kind of thing. So, yeah, it was different. The Easter Bunny came, though. So that didn't change because we know. I love that. Yeah, we know Easter Bunny was deemed essential uh, by the government. So Easter Bunny still came. And uh, hopefully my kids will have some OK memories from this one. <laughs> <laughs> OK, that's good. Um, I, for me, it was strange. I, I didn't even get to see the kids, which sucks. But today is my daughter's birthday. And she has she has done such a good job at staying home. I mean, she is like the poster child that the prime minister wants to display stayed home hasn't gone anywhere but it's her birthday and i've taken all the necessary precautions so she's coming to see me today for her birthday my problem is is because she's in a science-based university program uh i thought oh, i'll be pretty cool and i'll get her a, a nice lab coat with her name embroidered on it and i'll get her some scrubs because it, it's medical related that she's doing and i'll get her scrubs with her name embroidered on it and it never occurred to me that mm, medical supply companies are a little busy right now. Mm. So it's probably going to take a while to get that gift. <laughs> so I don't actually have a gift to give her now. Got it. Not a priority for them. Thank you, pandemic. Ah, you screwed things up. Way to go. Coming up at the end of this podcast, we will replay this morning's missed connections from our FM terrestrial radio morning show on 91.5 The Beat. Stick around for that. Let's talk about threesomes for a second here. Listen, a threesome is only as good as its weakest participant. And this is where a 47-year-old guy named Michael Charles comes into play. He lives with a 47-year-old woman named Michelle. They describe their relationship as roommates with benefits. Well, they invited Brian Alden to come on over and hang out (laughs) and fulfill a sexual fantasy by having a threesome with them. Before I go any further, people have talked about threesomes. Maybe you yourself have fantasized about it. Maybe you've done it. Hard to find the right person, but they found the right guy. Even during a pandemic, when we're supposed to be distanced, they found somebody to have a threesome with them. I'm reading the police report here. They say 
<laughs> Police report oh, from a no. threesome? What the oh, fuck happened? No. no, here we go. I'll tell you. Brian had a, quote, inability to perform. He and Michael got into a heated argument and wound up getting into a nude brawl that spilled out into the backyard. <laughs> Michelle even hit Brian in the back of the head with a rock requiring 12 stitches. Oh, my God. All because he couldn't get it up? Yep. Even though Brian took a stone to the head, the cops determined he started the fight. So he was hit with several charges, including assault and battery oh and trespassing. Oh, my God. So this poor fucker, he shows up ready to have a threesome. And when you're going to have a threesome, we're doing like the pig roast here, right? We have the pig on a spit. You got two guys, one girl. So he couldn't fulfill his end of the bargain. No erection. Wasn't working out. And then he got all belligerent and started blaming them. So that's when a brawl breaks out. Imagine during this time of quarantine, maybe you're out on your front porch or standing in the backyard and you look over to the neighbor's yard. Boom. Three nude people throwing rocks at each other and brawling all because of a bad pecker. This is some Joe Exotic shit. That's exactly what this is. Right. That's exactly what it is. Joe Exotic nonsense. Oh, by the way, had that been Joe Exotic, that would have been the perfect finale to Tiger King. Yeah. I'm, I'm up to episode six. Okay, and so, okay. All, all right. this time, I've been trying to figure out, why the fuck is this guy in jail? Like, he didn't kill Carol's husband, but I've heard so much about Carol's husband, maybe or maybe not being dead, that I assumed Joe Exotic was going to be implicated in that. Now it's starting to unfold as to why he goes to jail. One more episode, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to watch it right away. I'd kind of like to save something for when I'm feeling particularly low. <laughs> You've watched the whole thing? I did watch the whole thing. I haven't seen, so there's an updated one for those that don't know. Sunday, they came out with uh, The Tiger King and I, which is, they're calling it an, uh, a post show or an after show or something. It does have some little tidbits they cut out of the docuseries and some bonus interviews as well. You don't really learn much more about what's happening, but you do hear some pretty nasty allegations. Nasty sure. allegations. Yeah, huh. yeah. As you can imagine. So, hey, you cool cats and kittens. Yeah, you cool cats and kittens. So we'll see. I'm Carol. I'm, I'm wondering what Carol, like, what, what Carol's life is like that now, though. Like, what is Carol's life? Does she, like, she goes online. We know that because if you watch the docuseries, you know that this woman um, owns her own Big Cat Rescue. And Big she's, Cat Rescue she's for online, all the cool cats and kittens. And she's probably enjoying how many extra followers she gained from this, which I haven't checked her Facebook. I don't go on her Facebook page, but I'd imagine she gained a lot of followers. Is she paying attention to what people are saying about her, to the memes that are happening out there? Does she care to an extent? Does she care that people think that she killed her husband? I think she does care. I mean, if you're Carol Baskin right now and you open up your DMs or just even open up your regular feed, you probably feel like Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford feel every time they open up theirs. It's nothing but people shitting on you. I don't imagine there's a ton of people that recently started following Carol Baskin that are trying to be supportive. I can't imagine that that's a thing. Right. People are probably shitting on her like crazy. Yeah. In any case... Yeah, she probably killed her husband or her husband's not dead. I'm still going to float that theory no, out there that you, this guy's alive. Mm-mm. She said, uh, I don't know. I am so, okay. So you're all, you're six episodes in. So you've seen the part where she says, if you wanted to kill someone, you'd cover them in sardine oil and give them something the tigers really want. 
Like, that's exactly what she... She pretty much told us what she did to her husband. She covered him in sardine oil and let the Tigers have at him. That's pretty much what OJ did, isn't it? Like, OJ, when he did that, if I did kill her, this is how I would have done it. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Except we don't have a body here. So it's just all allegation and fluff right now because we don't have a body. (laughs) Uh, A couple of not-so-serious stories because I want to do a fairly lighter podcast today because i know there's going to be shitty news coming out later on this week they say it's going to be the worst week in the u.s i mean thousands upon thousands upon thousands of deaths it's not going to be any better here but right now we're still seeing the death count and the infections from spring break all those people who decided to Uh, go on a vacation yeah we knew it was going to happen then too we said it in the moment this will come back to bite all of them in the ass yeah, and now a ton of them are getting sick, and the the healthcare system's overwhelmed. As we record right now, and I'm sure these figures are going to go up today, but as we record right now, there are 200 people on ventilators. That is a manageable number. That's high at any other time outside of a global pandemic, but it's manageable right now. However, if we get a lot more... It's going to be fucking bad, Kat. Like, yeah. really bad. Yeah. I don't know how our healthcare system is going to hold up. We're seeing what's happening in New York. And actually, there's a nurse that follows me on Facebook. And she sent me a message today. And she said, the death toll you're getting right now is not even accurate. Because there's a lot of people who are dying from heart failure, organ failure, things like that. And it gets chalked up to kidney failure or uh, uh, pulmonary issues. Okay, but that was caused because they had this virus in their system. Right. So that doesn't get counted as a coronavirus death, even though it probably should be counted as complications of coronavirus. It's interesting all the things we're learning. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. But I mean, the the virus is possibly mutating. We don't know that for sure. But it does... There's so much to learn, and I feel like you can't learn it quick enough. Like, now they're saying, when you go back to here, even December, November here, there were people that had COVID-19, probably without question, that are even thinking back to that time in December or that time in November where they felt a little bit ill. They're saying now, yeah, you likely had COVID-19. It just wasn't as prominent here, and people weren't 100% sure. They were not testing for it, but you were mildly ill, right? You weren't hospitalized. Yeah, you, you had all the, the symptoms. You Exactly. You had flu like symptoms just like any other year where you might have flu like symptoms but now they're saying yeah it was probably most definitely COVID-19 that was doing its rounds back in December too so scary yeah so scary okay well that is coming out later on this week so we'll try and keep this one a little bit lighter because we know that it's going to be shit coming um hair dye clippers the latest Mm. items to be flying off shelves during the pandemic people are trying to figure out how to take care of their own hair with salons closed. I miss my girl cat. Sarah's been cutting my hair for a very, very long time. <laughs> it was Liz. Girl. <laughs> it was Liz before that. Right. And and Liz decided to take a job at a salon closer to home, which is too far for me. So Sarah stepped in like a goddamn hero. And she's been doing my hair every 10 days to two weeks for years. I haven't seen the girl since February because the last time I went to get a haircut, she was on vacation. I don't even remember what she looks like, and I don't remember what I looked like because my hair is just out of control. And I'm I'm having that discussion that a lot of guys are. Should I just fucking shave it? Maybe I should just shave it. Right. I'll just shave my head. I don't want to shave my head. I've got nice hair. I like my hair. I don't want to have to shave it off. It's hard to do your own hair, too, because it'd be easy to be like, oh, come on, Scott, learn it. You know, figure it out. But it's hard to do your own hair 
hair. You, it, it's hard to maneuver around your head and to try to make it not look horrible. So I don't blame you for not trying to do it. It's either that or grow it out, right? Those are the two options I'm hearing from guys. Uh, my husband included, who at this point is like, fuck it, I'm going to grow it out. Okay, sure. He's got lovely blonde, luscious locks. So let them fly, man. That's fine. But a fair amount of people don't want to have long hair or don't like their hairline or need to do something. So I'm not surprised that clippers were one of the things that are like just flying off the shelves because people are going to attempt to do it. Never in my life did I think I would see a time where it's easier to shave my balls than it is to shave my head. <laughs> You're right. Shaving your head is difficult, especially when you've got to do it on your own. Yeah. Anybody can shave their balls. It's a pain in the ass, but it's easier to do than shaving your own head. I get it. It's a problem. Uh, hair dye as well. Eh, there's some salons because you know restaurants have found a way to adapt. They've got their curbside pickup or they're on Uber Eats or skip the dishes. Now some hair salons are opening up. And what they'll do is they'll make the mixture for your particular style hair, and then you can curbside pick up that particular stuff, and then you go home and do your own hair dye. That's nice, and that's twofold. You're doing yourself a, a little service, a little pampering service, and you're also helping uh, your local spa. I like that. Uh, one of the hookup apps found 24% of users say they're not willing to go out and have casual sex right now. Who are the rest of you people yeah. that are willing to go out and have casual sex? Like, listen, I got a hot girl that lives across the street. If she walked out on her front porch nude and said, come on over, I'd be like, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm going to go back in the house where I can't catch anything right now. Who are you people that are willing to go out and bang a stranger? I know. Okay, so I can't speak to the legitimacy of it, but we have what's called misconnections. And if you're a regular podcast listener, a radio show listener, you know about misconnections. So you know every now and again, I go ahead and I scour Craigslist and Kijiji and all the other places. Reddit even has uh, misconnections on there too. And it amazes me, Scott, the amount of people right now who are just hoping for a hookup saying, come to my house, I'm clean, I promise you can check my temperature on the way in, I just want to hook up, who's down for it? Or people who already did hook up, that did hook up recently, that didn't know each other, that just said, hey, come on over, and then they screwed around and the person left. It's crazy to me. Just like, go in, do it, and dip. Yeah. That simple. People just want to uh, put something in something that badly. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, a report from a government agency in Hawaii found an increase in landlords offering to waive rent in exchange for sexual favors. Yeah, who are these people? These are the kind of people I want to line up later on when all this is done and over and everyone's happy. I want you and I and everybody who's in the media to get together at a regular media meetings. And oh yeah, that's when we plan our global takeover. <laughs> that's right. We've already got everybody in their houses thinking there's some fake virus out there. We're going to publish... All of this, the names, the photos of all these dipshits who are doing this and are also purposely coughing on people right now, spitting, Ugh. licking items in the store. And, oh, God, you're, you want to shame people? Yes, I fucking do want to shame them. Yes, in fact, I do. That's a great way to put it. I want to shame all these fucking idiots later down the line. And let's see how, li how life treats them then. Okay, well, what's, what's unfortunate about this is there's people who have got a choice to make. You've got your, uh, your CERB, and I'm going to assume this is happening in Canada as well. This can't be just a U.S. problem. So you get your $2,000 a month from the CERB. 
That'll cover your groceries, maybe some basic expenses beyond that, but not much more. When all this is over, you've got to get caught up on your bills. And if you're looking at a four-month backlog on your rent, or you could just fuck them, there's people who are probably <laughs> going to say, I, I, that's like 10 grand worth of rent. Or I can just suck a dick. I'd rather suck a dick than pay $10,000 in rent. It wouldn't and be some the people first are going to make that choice. No, it wouldn't be the first time someone sucked dick for rent or anything else either. But in the middle of a pandemic, isn't it that much worse? That's like gouging. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's the same as those people who jack up the price on essential products and services. Um, I want to introduce you to this couple here. It's a couple who went out and they stockpiled food because they were getting ready for the pandemic. And at the beginning of it, there was all these rumors floating around that all the stores would be closed. So everybody panic shopped and they bought two weeks to a month's worth of food to have in the house. So the guy and the girl decided they were going to stock up on baked beans. Baked beans in a can are great because they're non-perishable and beans are full of protein and this is a good fiber. food to have on hand yeah fiber yeah absolutely well this led to a bit of an argument the other day because girlfriend and i'm going to speculate that alcohol may have been a factor here she was watching the news and got concerned about reports of looting so she decided fuck those looters they're not taking my beans so she went out in the backyard and buried all of their cans of beans so that the looters couldn't get them <laughs> if the house became overrun. I'm sorry, that's great. <laughs> Seriously. I'm just picturing you like looking at your back window like, oh, what a glorious evening. You see your neighbor fucking burying a bunch of cans of Heinz beans. <laughs> what is happening? Right? Holy shit. Okay, but you know what, though? That's not that bad. Like... Like, okay, but let's say the person did loot her house. She'd still have her beans. She'd still have her beans. Did she Absolutely. bury a can opener is the question. Listen, we've talked before about The Walking Dead. Imagine if it actually happened. Imagine if there was a zombie apocalypse. Right. This isn't exactly how we envisioned it going down. No. But the premise is the same. A lot of people are walking around with a virus and you don't know who's sick and who's not. And people are breaking into each other, in The Walking Dead anyway, they break into houses that have been abandoned and they steal all the food. That's how they survive. If you think about it, if this pandemic got really bad, maybe there's a scenario where that starts to happen in some of the smaller towns. She's saying, fuck you, you're not getting my beans. They're my beans. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. It's just beans. brilliant. Who loves beans that much? I just think it's good. That's great. <laughs> um, there's a new app called Clementine. And it is filled with meditation sessions mm. that last five minutes and 18 seconds. They estimate that is just enough time for you to do your business. The app, they say, uses a form of hypnosis to quickly engage your brain and get you into a meditative state and help you de-stress. All before you have to wipe and then flush. Basically, it helps you meditate when you're taking a shit. What? Yeah. Clementine is the name of it. That's such a pretty name, and that's what it's for? Clementine. Like, if I had that app on my phone, I'd think it was something really nice and sweet, like your daily motivational quote. It's an app to help you shit? Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily to help you shit. I don't know if it's going to make the poo come out any faster, but what it will do is certainly relax you while you're trying to get her done. I uh, think this is great. 
No, I'm too busy on the toilet. That's where I reply to a lot of stuff. Do you have yeah. to pay for this? Yeah, uh, I believe there's a free and a paid version of this app. <laughs> no, I haven't downloaded it because I don't right. have any problem focusing when I'm on the john. But maybe there's some people who do. I think it's funny that they figured out it takes about five minutes and 18 seconds from the time your butt touches the toilet seat to when it's time to wipe. That's when you need more Heinz beans. Go find that chick. And, <laughs> go find that chick. Grab a shovel. Steal her fucking beans because you need a little bit of fiber. Okay, one more thing before we get to the replay of Missed Connections. Ugh, I'm really torn on this story, Kat. There's a lot of couples right now, and I'm talking about couples that are separated that share custody of the kids or the kids go from one household to the other. And in some cases, courts, family courts, are open for emergency situations mm -hmm. in that, let's say, for example, hypothetically, kids live with mom. Mm -hmm. Mom knows that dad is not following the public health guidelines. Maybe he's going out. Maybe he was one of those assholes playing soccer at the park in Brampton on the weekend, not following the physical distancing guidelines. Mom can go in front of the court virtually. She can send in an application and the court will actually rule until dad has done 14 straight days of self-isolation. The kids will stay with mom and dad loses his access to his own kids. Right. So here's the scenario here out of Florida. Dr. Teresa Green is an emergency room physician in Florida. A court just took away custody of her four-year-old daughter because of this doctor's work saving lives during the coronavirus crisis. Aww. Her ex-husband filed for temporary sole custody of the little girl, quote, due to mother's significantly heightened exposure to COVID-19. Right. The judge granted the application, right. said, nope, even though you're an ER doctor and you are doing everything that we have asked you to do, you are protecting yourself. You've got as much PPE as you can get. You're saving lives, bringing people back from the dead, essentially. Now you're going to lose your kid because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the right decision by that judge? Do you think? I, yeah. I, maybe really? it's not popular of an opinion, but you're going in and out of the hospital every single day. It sucks. There's no shortage of people that are experiencing that or similar. And so many people might be blessed to have, you know, a two-parent household where they're coming home, but they're staying away from their kids, which sucks. That sucks all on its own. But they're afraid themselves of giving their kids something. They see, they see a lot of shit on day-to-day yeah. -day at the hospital. I can't imagine if I was a nurse that saw all kinds of shit at the hospital or, or any kind of hospital worker, came home, and I had to look at my kids in the face knowing that I just had you know done everything right and, and had the masks on and whatnot but i'd be a f probably a little more afraid to to touch and hug and kiss and everything else so i i mean if you're a single parent you have no choice but to do that in a lot of cases to help them physically and that sucks but it's probably for the kid's best interest if if the judge rules the, yeah i get it here's what dr green says i can't come home and hug my daughter we're there on the front lines risking our lives and to take our children away from us is cruel. How can you tell me that because I'm divorced, I can't come home, obviously have a shower and then hug my daughter. It's discriminatory against divorced parents. And particularly I feel for the children. I get this from both their angles. I get dad's concern for the kid and I get mom's uh, what she's doing is amazing. She truly is saving lives. Yeah. 
But I get that when she gets home from work, she just needs that family, that normalcy, that hug from her girl. Probably stuff like that keeps her going. What would we do if that doctor said, well, you're not taking away my kids, so I quit and stop being a doctor in the ER? Right. That's the last thing we want. But when you make a decision like this, mm, that open up opens up the possibilities. It really does. I mean, I hope she doesn't do that because they've got a big problem down in Florida. But uh, I feel horrible. That's just such a shitty Co- family situation. I, I've thought a couple times about co-parenting right now and how difficult that must be as as the kids travel back and forth. And I'm not sure if there's any kind of restrictions right now on that. I haven't looked into it at all. But I, I did wonder how, how that would be if, if dad was out working and doing a, an essential service right now and or vice versa, right? And, and mom was a little bit afraid about that. This is the first time I've ever heard it going to court. You know, obviously... It didn't. Those two don't really get along very well because otherwise, possibly, they would have come up with a, a scenario that might have worked. It might have been okay with them. It's entirely possible. But to take away sole custody yeah. and award sole custody, uh, even though it's on a temporary basis, to dad because she's an ER doctor, that's crazy to me. Um, one of the things I want to talk about in the podcast later on this week, uh, we'll do a couple more this week for sure, is... The retirement residences and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. because somebody made a really, really, really good point to me this weekend. It's someone who has a relative who is in a long-term care home, and they said to me, Scott, we knew this was coming, and if we had treated our long-term care and retirement homes with the same attention that we treated schools, universities, and colleges, we would not have a coronavirus problem in Canada right now. The problem is that it got into those facilities and now it's spreading. And if you look at the numbers and take away the amount of infections and hospitalizations and deaths that are directly related to nursing homes and retirement homes, we wouldn't be having the same conversation than we would be had that been done. Uh, They pointed out if... The universities, for example, they gave students 48 hours. You've got 48 hours to get your stuff and get out. So this person wanted them to evacuate the nursing homes is basically what you're telling me. In some cases. For the ones who could leave, they should have left. For the ones who couldn't leave, just like the universities and dorms that have international students, you were told either 48 hours to get out or prepare to be isolated alone in your dorm. No inside, outside, no visitors, no parties, no hangouts, nothing. You are in isolation. Had they done that with our retirement and long-term care homes, we wouldn't have the problem in Canada that we have today. And it was an interesting perspective, one that I think we can talk about. And we'll do that in the next edition of After 9. Plus, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to tell you about. In the meantime, like Kat said earlier, stop coughing on each other. That's bullshit. I mean, intentionally <laughs> coughing on people. I mean, we never like that, but especially during a pandemic. Uh, don't be an asshole and drive. We've had a lot of stupid driver stories, too. Don't be an idiot. Just follow the regular rules plus the additional protocols and everybody will be OK. Uh, as promised, guys, a new edition of Missed Connections. This is where we tell you stories about people trying to reconnect with someone they've had an encounter with in the past. They can't find them, though. So they told the story online. We intercept them. Sometimes we got to translate them, but we bring them to you right here. I have many questions, uh, but this one is called, You Were At My Place. We had a socially distanced convo. Woman for man. You started the conversation by apologizing for the confusion regarding a vacuum. 
It led to a 30-minute conversation about work and how life has changed so much for you. You had dark eyes, dark hair, and you were wearing a beanie. You had a backpack on. You told me your survival kit was inside. You were half-joking, but did offer me a granola bar from it. I warned you about my dog and how sometimes she bites. I know you're working out and about at several places right now, so hopefully this jogs your memory. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I'd love to continue on our conversation. If you see this, just message me. Tell me the name of the company I work for from home. I hope to hear from you. Mm. <laughs> what is a survival kit? What The virtual survival, survival kit? <laughs> <laughs> they have a, the person's carrying a backpack with granola bars just in case what? Yeah. Uh, I, I know that there's a general fear out there that chaos could ensue. I don't know if a granola bar in your backpack's really gonna make much of a difference, but I've hey. Got, I've got the cure to coronavirus. It's a Nature Valley bar. <laughs> oh, boy. Are people doing that? I would love to actually hear. It sounds to me like, and again, I have some questions because I'm a little confused as to why this person is going house to house. Is this maybe some type of... Um, IT help or something and they're lingering a little longer than they should in these homes because that's a problem. Kind of sounds like it. Hey, in, out, don't even go yeah. in if you can avoid it and yeah. uh, that's about all. You shouldn't be in there long enough to have a 30-minute conversation with somebody. Like avoid, avoid, avoid. Just tell them, point to whatever they're trying to fix. Tell them where it is and what needs to be fixed because I understand certain things do need to be fixed right now. And then you get the hell out. Yell it from oh. across the room. The router's in the living room. Honestly. Bye. Bye. No, I don't want to sit and chat. <laughs> Let's talk for a half hour. I know it's difficult right now because you don't have that person-to-person contact and connection. This is not This is not what we should be doing. No, it is not, tisk, Kat. Tisk. Uh-huh. I'm seeing a lot of that online. I'm seeing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this next thing is called the Hospital Waiting Room Friday. This is a man uh, in search of a woman. Hey, I was there in the waiting room and you had a t-shirt and ripped jeans on. You were carrying a yellow sweater with a huge gash on your forehead. A nurse was talking with you in the room and handed you a mask too. I was the guy across from you. I was there for an x-ray, even though you didn't ask. I fell over some furniture trying to paint my room out of boredom. It was stupid. I told you about what happened from my chair, but you did not seem that interested. You apologized to the staff for the blood you left on the floor. (laughs) I was the guy that joked about that being the least of their issues right now. Mm. It's, uh... It's tough when you gotta go to the hospital now for Mm. anything other than Mm -hmm. COVID-19. Oh, you cut your finger, did ya? You need some stitches, do ya? You got to put on the mask. They got to take your temperature the whole nine yards. And really ask yourself, can I not just shake this off at home? <laughs> like, can I just not rest? I'm missing three fingers and really asking myself, do <laughs> I need them? Do I think I'll actually bleed out and die? I'll take my chances right now. I'd imagine, though, you really do have that conversation with yourself. I would imagine, yeah, you probably do. Do I really have to go in? I know they're taking every precaution in the ER. I know that as a fact from people who work in the ER telling me this. But still, 
You don't want to put any more work on their plates at the hospital. You don't want to be that guy that strolls in needing an x-ray because they fell over some furniture trying to paint their room out of boredom. You don't want to be that person. (laughs) I like that people are trying to flirt in the ER. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I'm the right one for you. I don't have COVID-19. I just have nine fingers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that, don't worry that 10th finger didn't do much if you know what i mean don't worry about that little guy no no it's okay you can date me i don't have covid i'm here because i'm an idiot and fell off a ladder that's why i'm here really we can talk through masks and across the room we can <laughs> i'll tell you when all this is over i can't wait to rip that mask off and see what you look like under there <laughs> Even in the midst of a pandemic, people are still so horny, aren't they? Oh, it's Uh, wild. Just wild.